Hello everyone and welcome to today's and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Cassandra Vaynerchuk. I want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me. We're not going to get into the fluff talk of expanding out. You know how a lot of podcasters they like to like take the first 5 minutes to praise their guest. It really is annoying. <laughs> However, I do understand the purpose of that, which is what we're talking about today, is when is it a time and a place for being understanding? When is it appropriate to be understanding of someone else's situation? In real world time, you would think that people would know what it means to be understanding of someone else, of when to actually have compassion and empathy for someone, and when they're just being a complete dick. I mean, you don't just run around the globe giving everybody compassion and empathy. Would you give Jeffrey Dahmer compassion and empathy? Is there good in all people? I disagree, 100% disagree that Jeffrey Dahmer had any source of goodness inside him to do what he did to people, to terrorize not only his victims, but their families and anyone else who was listening or watching what was going on, including the police. Not to mention those who were in the court case. You see how one person who is given empathy and compassion can go off the rails and create destruction along the pathway? That's why you have to be careful when you give empathy and compassion and when to know to stand your ground, when to take a look at the real concerns about what's going on in the world to where you can then come into a place of when do I need to have some understanding of what someone else is dealing with or going through. And it's really based on performance. What do I mean by performance? Well, what's their intention? For example, I'll give you a very simple example of where someone should be understanding versus victimizing their audience. Hi, Joe Schmo. It's Cassandra. I was wondering if you wanted to attend my yoga class today. You said you were going to go. I'm sorry, but my child is in the hospital and I need to go be with my child. Versus the person who's in invitation to the yoga practice is, well, I cannot believe that you're going to miss the class. You said you would be there. Or here's another perspective. Hey, Joe Schmo, this is the fifth time that you said you'd come to class. You have no children. You don't even have anyone that you're dating. So I'm not sure why you're not showing up to class. And every single time you say you're going to be there. That's in an occurrence, a reoccurrence of someone not taking responsibility. Of intuitive hits that you're up to no good. Which is another way you can digest and discover if you should be feeling compassionate or empathetic for someone. Is there malicious intent on their end? Are you, as the person who's the provider of the thing that, they're, that you're giving away, are you, do you have ill intentions yourself? Meaning someone who says they are, let's say that you have a regular appearance in your yoga practice, and on a Thursday you decide to go into the gym versus go to the yoga class. 
because you missed a workout that is on your regiment and you honestly just didn't feel like doing yoga at that time. Now, should the person who's teaching the class take a look at that person who decided not to go to the yoga class and should they guilt them or should they just be accepting and understanding that they had something else that they would rather do or are they going to take it personal? Are you going to pressure them into filling the class because you want numbers to then create a experience of separation between you and that person, which actually is the way resentment is created? Or are you going to extinguish that and make a understanding with compassion and empathy of what that person is up to? Or is it really just none of your business? You've got 30 people in the class. And now you've got 29. The other question is when you're dealing with this kind of situation is, are you a pedestal teacher? Now, who needs to be in understanding you as a person who's at the yoga class? Are you actually going to an ill intent? You see how everything in, in emotions is not linear, which is where most people operate, especially when you're looking at these platforms and social media. When you look at politics where someone's yelling out, I want an abortion, you're not pregnant, so I'm not sure why you want one. It's almost like a game to see if they can get that abortion so they can get the attention from their friends so they can spend the next 30 years about an abortion. Now, there's versions of understanding in those situations. You're seven months pregnant. The baby's dead inside your body. You should get an abortion. Compassion and empathy. You were raped at a party. You were drinking too much. And you are a party animal, and you're really horrible of a person, but now you're pregnant. Do you have compassion and empathy for that person? Or do you tell them it's your own fault? Or is it a lesson for them that they need to, needed to learn, and they continue to party? Or they change their ways, and now they go to God? However, they had the availability to have an abortion. However, they did it within the first 12 weeks. Or how about the idea of people not wanting to have preventative care? Meaning people in medical don't talk in preventative care because preventative care doesn't make them money. The only person preventative care makes money for is the dentist. However, the preventative care in dentistry is very logical, very inexpensive as compared to a full mouth reconstruction and you can take it slow. However, most of you don't operate on that level of preventative care. You think, let's fix it once it's broke. Do I have understanding for you once you come into my dental practice when your teeth are rotting out your head because you had a meth problem brought on by the, the government? Not everybody is a good person. Meaning most people don't look at people in multidimensional facets. They look at them in linear ways as if they're just like them or poor. And then we've got the drama, the drama fools. Oh, you poor thing. 
Oh, you poor thing. Oh my God, I can't believe it. You found a what? A tumor? Oh my God, but he's a, he's super evil and he's actually a rapist. And now you're going, oh, you poor thing. No, I'm, I'm actually glad that you have that tumor. I'm glad. Everybody dies. And what you did to that other person over there, which is vile and violent. Sayonara. That tumor is in your belly because you did that to yourself. Or someone who's getting breast cancer because their mother is so malicious. That she gave you breast cancer. How did she give you breast cancer? You keep giving her a phone call. You were told not to give her a phone call, yet you kept giving her a phone call, and that's why you got breast cancer. She was malicious to you when you were a child. She's malicious to you when you were an adult, and she's malicious to you today. Yet you feel like it's your role and responsibility in this world to take care of someone who never took care of you? Do we have compassion and empathy for that? How about understanding? How about blocking the energy of that woman, that fool that you call mother, and knowing that ain't your problem, that's her problem? Your first clue is how many cats do they have? The bottom line is, is when is enough going to be enough for y'all to change your ways and your thoughts around all or nothing? Control versus no control. Law and order versus let's go to the stores and steal all the shoes. Because I want to sell them on eBay versus do the right thing, which is go yard selling, which is actual work, versus hide behind your Black Lives Matter mask and steal because you work for the Democratic Party. Consider that the Democratic Party has everything to do with what's going on here. And if Donald Trump, we're speaking in ifs, was in charge right now, this would not be happening. However, you at Target, you at all your other location stores, have our, our capitalists, by the way, are, have been supporters of the Democratic Party especially of Obama. However, this is what Obama wanted for your companies. Yet you still support them, Walmart? I'm not sure. I think I'd rather close my stores and downgrade my staff than have these fools who are part of Black Lives Matter working my shelves. 99% of businesses go to zero, don't they? Well, why do they? Because are you going to tell me that Walmart's going to live in into eternity? How about Woolworth, a very viable brand, a very viable brand that closed down because the legacy was executed by someone else. However, the dude that started Woolworth, he's dead. So why does it matter to anyone whether Woolworth is dead when we got Walmart. That's why you don't you want to take a look in the long game of things of who gives a rat's ass after you're dead. It's like taking a look at both sides. Who gives a rat's ass after you're dead? But we all give a rat's ass after you're dead because you built a legacy of what? 
what ethics, morals, and values, or how to be greedy? That's the question. Because the stamp you leave on the planet isn't the products, isn't the money. It's the energy of what you taught people that were the younger generation. Y'all teaching your kids nothing but P-U-S-S-Y behavior of maliciousness, very much like Jeffrey Dahmer behavior. And then you're giving them props and kudos for it. Congratulations! You've got how many followers? And then you go and brag all to your all old-ass friends because none of this older generation even really understands the significance of what's going on here. And then they run to your grandkids and act as if they're super excited that they're having children. However, we all know the reason why you're having three is because you did uh, artificial insemination using embryos to ensure that you had three because you wanted to go TikTok famous, even more viral than before. However, what you're actually doing to these infants is you're creating child abuse to where you're then growing more Jeffrey Dahmers because they watch uh, that woman who talks like this. Because you don't like to hear what's the truth. You like to live in la-la land as if everyone's a good person. I'm here to tell you that not everybody's a good person. Are you going to tell me that Hitler was a good person? Everybody has good inside them. I know he did not. He did not. He did not have goodness inside him. Neither does Mona Van. Neither does Mr. Beast. They're just playing a role as if they do have goodness inside them. So when I start to hear people who have a large platform tell innocent people... However, they're all operating on a low-level vibration anyways, that there's good in everyone. It sends everyone on a tailspin to be this fake nice to get into manipulation game to destroy humanity. Because once again, we're talking in uh, selective communities here. We're in talking in selective communities here. What does that mean? That means some people you can take a look at and say, there's something good in you. I can see it. But you aren't willing to do the work. So then you ain't got nothing inside you. Then there's the other ones who are just through and through evil. And then there's the other ones who are just really good people. However, it's really troublesome to see how little of that exists at this time. As you try to promote your uh, fancy pants outfits on the side corner of the street. Saying, look at me, I'm a prostitute. (laughs) It's date night. Guess what that means? I'm looking for a date. (laughs) Democrats, did you see what I posted? (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Did you see that I posted that really sexy dress on the street corner? And then I said, it's date night, meaning I'm looking for my prostitute. You know the guy that pays me? The fact that anyone in a professional setting would post that on a platform or anyone who would date that says everything about who you are and what you're up to. The fact that in high school, we used to talk about those people and tell you how horrible they are. But now that they look like a, a plastic doll, you know, those, those, those sex dolls with their mouths open. You're thinking, oh, wow, they're so sexy. They're so attractive. They're so beautiful. Let me learn clean eating. 
Oh, look at look at me. I have I have a, a, a corset training. Look at my weird ass waist with my big ass. That's absolutely an implant. While my sister has fake washboard abs. There is no way in hell that these women were able to grow a butt and get abs with the amount of fat on their bodies. You don't understand bodybuilding. You don't understand physique. However, guess what? I do. Because I've had washboard abs and I worked on washboard abs and the physique of my desire since the time I was 14 years old. And I know how hard it takes and how hard you have to work to get there. I'm talking two hours a day, six days a week, not even altering my decisions with my food intake to where I finally got my washboard abs. And then women turned against me because they were jealous of everything I worked my ass off for because people like Kim Kardashian, people like Mona Van, they just don't eat, they get liposuction, and then they pay a plastic surgeon to put fillers and Botox and fake butts and fake abs in their bodies. Not to mention, let's not forget about their fake personalities. Now, am I going to have understanding for that because they have such a large following where women are supposedly looking up to them? No, that's the old days. Now you're just like a comp competitor. No one likes them. However, you men flock to them. You men flock to them as if they have gold in their panties when it's nothing but diarrhea skid marks. Diarrhea skid marks, and that's what you call your fiancé, your girlfriend, AJ. Meanwhile, you post on your platforms to manipulate an audience, to paint a picture and a narrative, to occur a certain way while you're behind the scenes going to cocaine parties. Take a look at uh, Cocaine Bear, and you'll actually see how they act at parties. Bad attitudes, bad conversation, plain and simple, bad people. However, that's what the industry has decided that what is necessary for them to thrive and for us to not thrive. Uh, ruining your family, ruining your family dynamic to where your children are abusive to you, you say absolutely nothing, and then you're abusive to them. A vicious roundabout circle as you pretend to care about each other. Meanwhile, the government steps in and tells you you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to. Uh, suppression, 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 suppression. Meanwhile, subliminal messages, not only in your music, on your uh, platforms, but also in your movies. Consider that your movies are the worst movies that have ever existed in history, and there is not one movie that I actually really authentically enjoy. When Gal Gadol is on one, I know I better run. That's psychopath. Looks like a weird basketball head with no features in her face, with the most annoying voice you'll ever hear, but I'm not sure how she could capitalize off of a Wonder Woman like that. But that's what you as fans and followers want to see. A fake, fake, fake woman acting like a prostitute because she's skinny as a rail, 
no personality, and that's what Hollywood wants for your women to act like. Oh, I love her. She's so good. Um, no, she's a psychopath. You don't like women. Yeah, you're right, I don't, because you're all psychotic. Because you're all self-centered. Because you're all jealous. And none of you should actually be in your leadership roles because that's how ignorant you all are. You use your boobs, your butt, and your vajayjay to get what you want instead of using your brains, which you all claim to be using. However, it's been proven over and over and over, Mona Van, you ain't got a brain. You ain't got no brain, girl. I mean, I don't know how many times I got to tell y'all that she ain't even got a, a JJ down there. She's got some weird thing that is, is, I don't even know what to say about that. And just know that revenge is coming my way for saying that about her. Do you understand how this works? Revenge is coming my way because I said Mona Van has some weird thing between her legs. Not to mention implants. While you all, as fans and followers, or anyone in the room with her, support it because you're standing next to her. You agree by standing next to her and having a conversation, which means you're part of the problem. When you stay silent, you're part of the problem. Does that deserve understanding? Do you do I deserve understanding because I'm trying to educate you on facts about what is actually going on here? While the world works against me because you're all hiding something. Who deserves empathy and compassion in this scenario of me talking about Mona Van's fake pee-pee? Is it me or is it Mona Van, the one that has tried to ruin my career and my life while ruining your lives? Tried is the key word with me because she thought I was going to run away with my tail between my legs. However, I fought harder for the man that I love while she's sleeping with his brother. When he's actually in love with me. Now, who in this scenario deserves the empathy and compassion? It ain't the evil Monavan, is it? However, y'all sitting over there with your fancy apartments and your fancy high-rises, talking and scheming behind the backs of the people of America and across the globe. It's time for you to take a long, hard look in the mirror and start listening to what these people are actually teaching you, which is nothing but drama and gossip attached to the seven deadly sins. Look at how rich Demi Moore is. A rich mom, they say in the title of the, the news article. Why the hell would I give a shit about Demi Moore and her plastic body and her plastic face? Let's call Ashton Kutcher and see what that was like. Having a three-way with Bruce Willis? What in the hell is wrong with y'all? Your children look like weird aliens. You have no personalities. It is amazing to me that you even have grandchildren. And you've abused Bruce to the point where he doesn't even have any real memory about his life. You do understand that, right, folks? 
The same thing's going on with Chris Hemsworth. The woman he's married to and the industry are the reasons why Chris Hemsworth is allegedly in early stages of dementia. He's only 44 years old. How is that even possible for a man at 44? It does not happen. If you're a man with an educated mind, you don't have dementia until you start giving up on life. You need to take a look at Louise Hayes, informative care, preventative care. But the reality is, is they want to take Chris Hemsworth out. They want to take, and it's working, for Bruce Willis out. But that's on you. Y'all do you. Y'all do you. Y'all do you. Y'all make your own choices, your own decisions, and I'll be over here doing my thing. Although, for some reason, you can't stay off my platform. So I guess you're the ones that are responsible for your own lack of, of whatever it is. So you're the problem. You're actually the problem. It's kind of an epiphany for yourself, isn't it? You should actually feel like you're drowning in your own life at this point. Even, even the ones that c- can pretend to mask what they're like experiencing, you can't really hide it anymore. And that's the beauty about my work is that you know, no matter how I behave or act, it's not an act. It's the real me. Meaning I give you what you need to hear whether you like it or not. Because with me and a little bit of you, we're changing the internet whether they like it or not.